Hey, how y'all doing? How the rest of y'all doing? Let me say this. Let me say this. I've been thinking about this too. Father's Day is the worst holiday in the world. I've done the research. I already know. Let me tell you something. Mother's Day is the second most celebrated holiday in the world. Christmas is first. So it's, that means it's Jesus, then your mama. You know what Father's Day fall at? Number 20. I can't think of 18 other holidays. Do you realize Halloween is number six? Does that mean ghosts and goblins go before fathers? Arbor Day is number 13. I don't even know what that is. I just know it comes before me. That's crazy. Columbus Day is number 16. Celebrating Columbus Day is like celebrating somebody finding money in your house. Where you get that $50 from? I discovered it in your kitchen. Ridiculous. Fathers, and, I, and it's mother's fault. It's mother's fault. Because see, when Mother's Day come around, fathers go in their pocket deep. Go in their pocket deep. Hey, I want to give my mama something. You cash that money out. You know what mothers do? Hey, I want to get daddy something. Well, go in that car. It's some change in my little cup holder in there. <laughs> Don't nobody even have a sale for Father's Day. Who has a Father's Day sale? Mother's Day sale is like 30 of them. Everybody have Mother's Day sale. Don't nobody have no Father's Day sale. Who has Father's Day sale? The dollar store. <laughs> That's how you get water holes and jumper cables for fathers. And the stores know this, because now the stores got a little trick for fathers. They make little packages where they, a little box, give you suspenders, socks, and a shirt. One box. And you know what kids do? They give you that stuff throughout the year. They give you that shirt for Father's Day, them socks for your birthday, and then they just randomly give you something else as you know they think about it. It's crazy. Father's Day sucks, and I'm a father. I did all this work to be a father for it to suck. <laughs> and I'm a good father. I don't, I, don't, I don't lie about my kids. I just keep my kids where they are. I have a daughter. She's a beautiful kid, but she's insane. Very much insane. Because, see, she's been doing, she's a swimmer. I'm just going to tell you that. She's a swimmer, which is not a predominantly black sport. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Because when you go to swimming, when you're a black parent, you go to swimming, they know that you're there because you're there. Just like a like an Oreo. Just you just in you just out there. So my daughter's very arrogant now, because she didn't want a lot of races. And you know, when um we first started swimming, I used to think that the kids were saying little racist stuff about my baby because she would walk in and they were like, oh my God, they go to black seal. I was like, what? Don't be calling my baby no damn black seal. Then this white dude said, no, no, man, it means that she really fast. Got me out there rooting, go Black Seal, go Black Seal. <laughs> but the problem with my daughter is this. I've been tracking this little white girl named Sarah Brown. Been tracking Sarah. I think Sarah's really fast, know all her numbers, know all her little tracking. My daughter's very arrogant. She don't even carry her stuff out the truck no more. She just get out the truck and just walk into the pool like I'm her assistant. 
I'm walking in with all her bags. So you couldn't hold a door or nothing? I'm walking in, and I hear my daughter say something crazy to Sarah Brown. Say, hey, Sarah. Yeah, I know we gonna race, but I'll be out the pool dry about time you finish. I'm listening. I'm like, ooh. Got me all hype. I'm walking in with all this stuff. Yeah, Sarah. Dry. You heard her dry, Sarah. I don't believe my daughter at all. Because I know this little white girl is for real. Race happens. Race happens. My daughter lose the race. Come in second to Sarah Brown. Come up to me crying. <laughs> Daddy, I lost the race. I'm like, hey, it's like that sometime, Black Seal. You was up against a great white. <laughs> People kill for love. I don't want to be killed for love. See, it's trigger words for me. Trigger words. In a relationship, in the beginning, if somebody say, you know, I love hard. Ooh, that's crazy. Because <laughs> it don't sound like that to me. It sounds good to you. I love hard. To me, it's not like, you gonna be on cold cases? <laughs> if you're in a relationship with somebody and they say this to you, I can't live without you. Oh, no, oh, no, oh, no, oh, no. Break it up. I'm gonna find a way to get out of that relationship. Break it up that day. Hey, that, that sounds like I can't leave you. You can't live without me, so I can't go. That sounds like forensic files. <laughs> you about to be on the news, boy. I live in a gated community. Black people don't judge me because they trick me. They trick me. White people trick me. Because on the brochure, it was real multicultural on the brochure. It had everybody on that brochure smiling like they lived over there. And it's just, it's just all white people and me. That's it. It's just white people and I. I need a sitcom, I need something. It's just us, me and these white folks. Let me tell you something, white people will change you. You be thinking that you live around them and you're not gonna be pleasant, shit. White people don't play that. You live in their neighborhood and then they wanna meet you. That's crazy, bro. that's how I found out it was all white people in my neighborhood, because they wanna meet you. See, I'm not accustomed to that. Let me tell you something, people. I'm from the projects. And in the projects, let me tell you what never happens in the projects. When you move into the projects, don't nobody come and greet you. Somebody say, hey, welcome to the projects. Welcome to hell. Somebody <laughs> like, do that. But when you in a gated community, oh, these white people want to meet you. I'm sitting in my house minding my own business. Doorbell rang. I opened the door. 400 white people. 
outside my door. I ain't gonna lie, I panicked. I panicked. I panicked. I slammed the door and called the police. They protesting. They protesting. Who protesting? All of them. And I'm so terrified when the police get there. I still got the chain on the door. I open the door. I say what they say. And say they are not protesting, they're coming to greet you. They have, I looked out there, white folks had baked goods and little baskets and stuff. Like, I'm like, oh, they want to they be the brother. All right, all right. I'm like, hey, what's happening? Let me tell you what I learned about white people. And I want all other races to take this because, see, it's been a lot of years since we had a, a good stereotype. <laughs> oh, a lot of stereotypes dumb, but this one right here, oh, I did the research. Oh, I did the research, and they're not going to lie because they're in here. Now, the good stereotype about white people now did the research. White people love trail mix. <laughs> oh, they love it. Love it. Eat it every day. They love it. Look at them. Look at them, and they're like, yes, I did have trail mix. <laughs> Got me eating it. Trail mix. Used to hate it. You know, black people don't like stuff without salt on it. We eat trail mix and like I got too much nutrients in it. It's all these vitamins and minerals in this. Have a son. His name is Hassan. Tell you something, because I told y'all earlier, I'm honest about my kids. Hassan, Hassan gonna be a serial killer. I'm just, just throwing it out there so y'all will know. Because let me, let, me, let me tell you how I know Hassan going to be a serial killer. Hassan is four years old, and Hassan whispers. Yeah. What four-year-old you know whisper? And then he don't wake you up like a normal child. Because normal kids come to the front of the bed, wake you up face to face. Hassan rub your feet. <laughs> you know how spooky it is to be woken up by a child whispering, rubbing your feet? 